We're clear for takeoff. Welcome everybody to the Kings of the Heart podcast. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist with another licensed marriage and family therapist, the one, the only, Dr. John Hart. My man, Dr. Hart. Hey, What's going brother. on, man? Man, so good to see you, man. Good to see you. Man, it's another great day. We're going to have another great conversation. Can't wait. Yeah, man. It's amazing. How are you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling good, man. You know, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback from people, even clients. We got clients who actually listen to the show who are giving like a lot of love to us and feeling like, oh, man, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm hearing your voice that I hear in session all the time without having to talk to you. You know, I don't have to pay you. Um, But, you know, people are loving what we're doing here, man, and, you know, showing a lot of appreciation. So I appreciate their appreciation. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) How you feeling, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm ready to roll. You know, I'm feeling energized. Um, so definitely blessed. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get into this, man. So right. as we do, you know, being licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, we like to break things down on the relationship tip. We want to make sure that we're giving you the best information possible that applies to having a healthy relationship. And so oftentimes when we meet with couples for the first time, which we do often, we have to ask them, you know, what is it that's really keeping you guys together? You know, so we go through relationship histories and you know, just really trying to discover how you got to where you are. But one of the main questions we want to know is what's motivating you to even be here right now? What's motivating to try and work things out and and continue on in this relationship or in this marriage? And we get a lot. Dr. John, don't we get a, we get a lot of different kinds of feedback, don't we? Yes, we do. You know. Yeah. And a lot of it has uh, some questionable, questionable reasons. And we just want to break some of those down for you today, show you why some of those reasons that we hear um, may not be the most productive way to have a successful, healthy relationship or maintain a successful, healthy relationship. Um, And then give you some ways that you can be better motivated for the health of your relationship. So let's get into it, Dr. John. Let's get into it. You know, just to this, just off the break, off the top. What are some of the key motivations, motivating factors that couples give you, whether in individual sessions or even when they're face to face with you together? What are some of those key motivation factors that they list for staying together and actually being in therapy? Kids. That's, uh, you know, kids, kids is usually the, yeah. the number one. Yeah. That's usually the number one thing yeah. that I see. Uh, I'll even use the word like uh, like an inner conflict where it's like this relationship isn't the best. It's not going well. But mm-hmm. for the sake of the kids, I'm going to endure right. and uh, to keep the home together. And so that is uh, that comes up. Um, I also think that there is uh, I've heard other things like pressure. So social pressures social with family pressure. and right. friends to stay together. Right. Like this this was the couple that everyone modeled after mm-hmm. and 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 was rooting for and all of that jazz and so you know we're uh, couple, that, we're couples goals for everybody else we we have to stay together yeah, you know, yeah the image exactly. the image that we have yeah exactly um 
I mean, other other motivations that keep people to uh, keep people together. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I have a few clients over the years where it's like finances, you know, to oh, un- that's to, to go through all those assets and things collected. It gets really messy. Right. It gets very messy. Right. Um. So those are the top three I've I've heard, and and I mean, there's others, but those top three are usually ones where I see couples struggle with, man. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. ones that I hear often, you know, the ones that you listed, I mean, definitely the kids. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also time, you know, time and that, that history together. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that one a lot. You know, we've been together for so long. That's true. We know each other so well. There's so much emotional investment that I've made. Um, you know, another one to kind of go along with that, you know, I don't want to let them go. And, you know, all they take everything that they learned while we were together and actually follow through and do it right for somebody else. You know, you get that one a lot. Um, yep. You know, the fear of being lonely, yep. the the That's fear cool. of, of being out in the dating world. You know, the dating world's horrible. I've heard such horrible stories. I want to be back out there. I don't know what's out there. Um, yeah. You know, all these different, you know, fears play a role. You know, um, another major one that I hear a lot too, kind of going back to what you were saying, is that, you know, community religious aspect, that, that those expectations you know, right. this is the religion I, 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 I believe in. And I practice and it says that, you know, we can't get divorced, mm-hmm. you know, and so they stick together because this is what they've been told. Um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of them, a lot of them. And what we want to do is kind of break some of these down and say, you know, why they may be problematic, why those motivations may not be enough for you to actually stay in the relationship. It may teach you how to be um, how, to, how to endure. To use the word right, you, I was going to say, yep. You know, it, yep. it tests your endurance, but does it actually make for a successful and healthy relationship? So yep. let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Where do you want to start? You know what? You, you know where do you want to start with this? What's the what's the one topic that you really want to kind of take a look at and break down? Uh, the kids one is usually one that I'm constantly like talking to folks about because okay. I get it. I mean, as a as a, as a as a new dad, uh, I can understand. It's not that I didn't understand before, but I, I can definitely understand some of the fears that come with, you know, if we break up, you're trying to you're trying to weigh um, your needs with the potential needs and um, development of, right. of your of, of your child, of your children. And and it is hard. I, I think where a lot of people tend to be misguided is that they um, they're not realizing that they are. Um, modeling some pretty unhealthy ways to manage relationships overall, exactly. right? Like the message, the message should technically never be you have to endure for the sake of your kids. Right. You know, um, as a as a family scientist, um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty well aware of there are macro level factors that like tend to, I tend to tell clients like, you know what, for the most part, your kids are going to be okay. Right. Um, you put them in therapy, you know, you guys, as long as you guys are amicable and you try to manage the separation or the breakup or the divorce as amicably as possible, the kids are going to be okay. Yeah. You know, what, yeah. what you don't want to do is you don't want to endure um, because what, what tends to happen is stress builds up. Mm-hmm. People start, um, acting out and lashing out kids become privy to that yeah. you know one thing oh, working yeah. with kids kids are very smart yeah. even even Observe when they're it, really man. young Observe yeah they're, they're very smart they know when things are off they know that this relationship isn't going well dare i say i've even worked with kids who are like 
who come out and say, my parents need to just end their relationship. Yeah. You know, yep, like kids are sure. pretty smart, right? But parents, they're seeing it from a from from only one lens. Mm-hmm. They're not really seeing it from a systemic lens. And so my conversations has been to really help them unpack the systemic impact of this. We have to stay together because of the kids. Right. They're not seeing it through systemic lens. They're seeing it from only a singular parental lens that is grounded in fear. Right. And I'm, I think our goals as marriage and family therapists is always to say, let's let's reframe it. This is an opportunity to explore healthier dynamics to mm-hmm. promote and teach your kids like how to manage difficult situations mm-hmm. such as relationships. And dare I say uh, to, to one of your um, points earlier, um, there's still hope at the end of the tunnel. Like right. if, if we do this collectively, do this right. And so it, it, there's a lot of learning that can happen from a positive standpoint. But when parents stay, when couples stay together for the sake of the kids, there's a lot of negative learning oh. that ends up happening that has negative learning, negative modeling. Yeah. Yeah. That has a lot of repercussions down the line. Yeah. And you see it, especially when you ask people about their family of origin. Right. When they become adults, they will talk about like, yeah, there was a lot of fighting, abuse. Yeah. There, was, there was this and that. Or I'm not going to lie. Like. You have people who are like sleep. One person sleeping upstairs, the other person sleeping downstairs. You don't think the kids don't notice that? About that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. So again, like I don't know who you, I always tell them. I don't know who you're fooling. It can't be your kids. Mm-hmm. So it has to be you mm-hmm. because the kids are smart enough to know that. Like, well, if my parents are, you know, and that's the incongruency. It's like we're gonna go out in public and act like we're a happy family, but then come back and one parent goes upstairs, the other parent goes downstairs, right. or even when we live in the same house, one parent is spending time with the kids and the other one's not around and then they switch. Right. Come on now. Like kids pick up on these things. Right. Right. And I, one thing I like to try and point out to them is your kids will actually fare better to see you happy alone than to see you guys miserable together. hundred percent. You know, if, you, if they're constantly seeing the, the um, abrasive interactions that you guys are having because you're stuck, you feel stuck in the house you know, because of the sake of the kids, then they're going to be more negatively impacted by that than you actually getting out, being in a healthier, happier situation and them seeing you that way. And it helped them to understand, too, that you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to st- you don't have to endure just for the Correct. sake of anything. You know, that's Correct. one of the things that you want to model. Look, at, there is a way out where you actually feel more healthy and yep. it's not it's not. It's not safe, emotionally safe to stay in something where you're not feeling, you know, good about what's going on just because of the kids. And on top of that, too, yo, do you think your kids really want to feel responsible for you staying with somebody that you don't want to be with? That's a lot of pressure because, I mean, kids pick up on that, too. We talk about how observant and how smart they are. They could pick up on the fact that you guys are together. I mean, that you guys are together for their reasons. And so it's like, you know, why are you putting that pressure on me? You know, yep. so so I'm going to be responsible for your misery for the next 30 years. No, that's not right. That's not right. I had a question, though. I wondered, too, how much people use staying together for the sake of the kids as an excuse or to kind of mask the idea that they are afraid of parenting by themselves. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a possibility. Look, mm-hmm. uh, um parenting is hard oh yeah and so it takes a lot of work yeah and as i've learned like over the past you know almost close to a year come next week it's like 
to do it by yourself is very hard. Right. It's very hard. I can't imagine, um, you know, raising our twins like without my wife. Like so, it's, so it's and that's the point right there. A lot of people you know, can't imagine doing it on their own. Right. And so, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. So, so the fear is there. I yeah. tell people all the time, like I, I get the fear. The fear is real. Right. Don't allow that. But what it's doing is it's, 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 it's now spiraling into anxiety. That's leading you to think irrationally. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to happen and this, which you don't know that. Right? right. Like technically, technically what families do and if they do it in a very healthy way is everyone adjusts mm-hmm. and they, you know, they start looking for different kinds of support. And that that's that's how you get through. Right. You, but 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 you know how it is. It's like when we're and when we're anxious and we're spiraling, you're not thinking rationally. You're thinking you're thinking I'm literally going to be by myself. And <laughs> right. And, but but the only way for that to truly happen, I'm going to be real, is if you are not actively if you are actively setting yourself up for that yeah yeah does that make sense yeah. like, yeah. like what does that look only, like what does that look like like it, it's 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 not leaning on family and friends mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like not We're isolating your services exactly right you can't you can't say i'm scared to do this by myself when technically there may be other ways again you have to adjust right part of part Part of part of part of um, our ability as humans is to adjust and think rationally. Right. You don't just keep running into the um, same scenario over and over. Right. But the healthy way would be to adjust. Yeah. Co-parenting is hard too. Like right. let me say, co-parenting is yeah. difficult. So don't yeah. get me started on that part where people <laughs> are like, no, I'm being serious. Where people are like, I don't want to parent by myself. Or I don't want to be by myself. But co-parenting is ridiculously hard. Yeah. And so there may be something where the co-parenting relationship sometimes, not all, sometimes may benefit by having that extra space of, okay, we're not romantically involved, yeah. so we don't yeah. have to prioritize that. Let's redirect our energy or let's get help to help us redirect our energy on the kids. True. But most people who are anxious are not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. They're just panicking. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the funny thing about it, too. You are so hyper-focused on trying to make things work between the two of you, not realizing that, look, if you guys do separate, the kids can get more of your attention. Correct. You know, if you want, really want to do it for the sake of the kids, well, the kids are going to only benefit in many more ways than you guys staying together when you guys actually do break up. And not and again, we're not saying all this to encourage people to break up. We're no. just kind of poking some holes in some of the, your reasoning for trying right. to stay together, you yep. know, but your kids will benefit a lot more. And, when they actually reflect back, and this is what Dr. John was bringing up earlier, that whole family of origin um, history that we do with, with clients, they will benefit more from the memory of knowing that you moved on and found a way to be happy than just trying to stay together. You know, because it really right. impacts the way that they approach their relationships too. You know, I can't right. tell you how many clients who come sit on our couch who are talking about their relationship struggles and kind of being very passive in the way that they're approaching the relationship, remembering how their parents have been together for 30, 40 years, although they weren't happy, they were able to endure being together. And so they start looking at their own relationships as endurance race and not really investing in the health and, and um, stability and enjoyment of being in a healthy relationship, you know? So remember, what are you actually showing your kids by staying together for their sake, quote unquote, for their sake? 
you know. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's one. That's and definitely one. What, what's 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 one for you? The one that I really think about um, that really comes to mind for me the most is the religious aspect of it. Hmm. You know, the you know, if it's part of your religious belief that um, you know divorce isn't acceptable or only the, it's only acceptable in certain um, situations like physical abuse. You know, if, if that's where you're coming from, then it may be hard for you to realize how much better off everyone would be if you actually did break up. But that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I, I remember having friends who really got married to someone because of the pressure of their uh, religious institution. You know, in order to actually become more involved and to be considered um, serious or, or respected within this institution, you need to be married first. And so people got mm-hmm. married for that reason. Now imagine if you're trying to break up within that same kind of institution. There's a lot of pressure for you to stay together. And not yep. everyone is meant to be together. So that's the main thing. That's one of the main things I think about is, okay, so what kind of, um, who, who's going to be impacted the most by you staying with someone who you're not really, um, you know, vibing with? You know, is your is your church, is your your synagogue, is your mosque, is your, you know, are, are those places really going to be harmed by you breaking up? Or is it just the expectations that you're abiding by? Yeah. You know, you know, what are some yeah. of the things, you know, when you when your clients, I'm sure you have clients who talk about that, too. You know, we are we practice this particular faith and we're not supposed to get divorced. What are some of the things that you tell them, if at all, about how much they're allowing that to influence their reasons for staying together. Well, I mean, uh, some of the things that I bring up is, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one to either judge or critique people's religion. So what I do is like, I just, I literally keep asking questions around, you know, well, is there any, is there any conversation or commentary within your religion around, how to balance unhealthy relationships with someone's individual wants and needs. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I come from a very curious stance, you know, I, it's, it's kind of my way of helping them to kind of think it through and say, you know, if there are no questions, if there's no commentary about it, well, here's your opportunity as your own person, you can still be grounded in your religion, but mm-hmm. as your own person, you can create your own journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also tell, people that it's 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 not it's not black and white i'll be honest with you i think exactly. religion puts people in a lot of black and white exactly. thinking and situations and so my job sometimes through asking questions is to really not challenge the religion itself but to really challenge the the thought processes that really block them from right. making moves that could really benefit them right. and i and 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 i'll i'll be honest like it's a it's a toss-up mm-hmm. like it's because religion is very difficult but mm-hmm. it's a toss-up right half the time people come out of come out and they still they stay grounded in their religion but they're able to say like you know what like you know the reality is this is where I am and, and, and I need to make moves and I'll be healthy and Mm -hmm. better for me and myself and my family. Um, But there are other people who are like, Hey, you know, like this is, this is it. And, Mm -hmm. and when they get to that point is when I usually say like, okay, but let's now talk about the consequences and how are you going to manage the con? Because what you can't do is you're not going to be coming back here in my office week after week, trying to complain, knowing that this is one of the biggest features that, 
is prominent around right. you staying in this relationship is religion. Right. So something, and again, like my job at the end of the day is to like, I got to help you think about this outside of complaining. Mm-hmm. If you're going to stay for religion, then now let's talk consequences. Let's create a plan around how you're going to manage the consequences, but you're not allowed to just say, well, it's, it's, it's because of religion and uh, I'm going to stay here. And then, and then also have some weird hope that things will get better or mm-hmm. that, that it will impact things in a positive ways. Not really, not, not anymore. Right. I'm comfortable saying that not any, probably a couple of generations ago, not anymore. Oh, even then, like even then, even then it was about endurance. It's like, no, nah, yeah. this is what you signed up for. Now exactly. you're stuck and say, exactly. you know, my thing with that is recognizing, is this a tenant of your actual religion or is this a, a um, expectation of the culture of the people that you practice your religion or your faith with, you know, because uh, most institutions have a, um, a divorce decree somewhere in there, you know, there is something and you know, with the specific details around why you should be divorced or get divorced aren't always so clear, but are you maintaining the expectations of staying together with someone because of the religion itself or because of the culture of the religion and those expectations, because there is a difference, you know, you can't say, well, I'm going to stay together because this is what, um, this particular, um, um, uh, book said, well, no, there are examples probably within that book too, of people getting divorced. So, so where are the expectations really coming from? It's not necessarily the religion itself, but it's coming from the people you're around. And so it's not so much about, um, questioning your, your beliefs, well, it is actually <laughs> it is actually questioning your beliefs. But where are your beliefs derived from? Are your beliefs derived from the actual text or from people's interpretation of the text? You know, and yeah. that can you know that's you can point. you can get point. into a lot of different things too. That's but that's point. that's yeah. one of the main things. Like, okay, what do you who are you actually listening to? You know, where are you getting this message from? Because I don't believe that you know any higher power that you're you're serving will want you to remain miserable. You know, there there has to be a way for you to actually feel good in life and to remain miserable because someone told you that this is what's expected of you. That's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. And that's not what I believe that these um, these faith walks are about, you know. So mm-hmm. really, you have to question mm-hmm. where you're getting that message from, because more than likely mm-hmm. you're not getting it directly from the text. Yeah. So that's, yeah. A good that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I like that a lot. But to kind of go along with that one, though, what about those family expectations? You know, we did it so you you can do it, too. You know, me and mother. Yeah, we didn't get along. You know, and we haven't slept in the same bed for, you know, the past 20 years, but we're still together. We're making it work. You know, what about those kind of expectations, the expectations of, of families, of friends, of your community that people just stay together? Yeah. Don't listen to them. <laughs> I mean, it really is. You know, it really is. And it's no disrespect to people's families. It's, mm-hmm. it's even the same thing with my family. It's like you, you look, if people can, and here we go again, like if you can, from a rational objective mm-hmm. standpoint, tell me that that makes sense to live one's whole life course like that. If you can, if you can honestly present that to me in a very rational, coherent way logical way right then i listen but 
I think the average person, you remove the ties, that's my family or my parents or grandparents, you remove the emotions, but I just want something like that because it's so beautiful. If you can stand rationally and objectively and say that that system is one that you personally want, Mm -hmm. and that's where I get people, do you personally want that? You want that. Because remember, what I always tell people both in session and outside of session is, one, you're not your parents and you're not your grandparents. Right. Part of the reason why that worked is because those people have different thresholds and expectations and the times were came with like different uh, situations. I'll be right. honest, even from an economical I, standpoint. I'm going to say the exact same thing. So, they they so may have had no so, financial choice. But exactly. So exactly. So stop. Let's stop with the games, guys, knowing that they're the times are literally different. Mm-hmm. They are completely different. Right. And so even that's why I brought up like from an economical standpoint, it's much different. And so. There may have been greater threats to one's livelihood mm-hmm. by getting de- uh, separated and divorced in the 1940s and 50s. Yeah, that financial right? instability. Versus, right. And I'm not saying that people aren't facing that now. Let me be very clear. But what I'm saying is, is that if 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 you if people are trying to model from what they've seen their parents, grandparents or, you know, whoever like go through, you need to really ask yourself. And technically, you need to go talk to those same folks mm-hmm. about not just oh how do you make it work you need to really ask them about themselves and who they are because that has a lot to actually do with it and that you and i've said to the people you and your partner may not be built from an individual standpoint mm-hmm. to even endure so we've been using so remember what endurance is not everyone has like endurance sometimes you have to build that up yeah exactly. and technically there are and technically there are people who don't want to build endurance right you hear what, you did right. what i'm saying right. some people don't want to go you don't to the need gym. to some, there's certain exactly. things you don't need to build endurance for exactly mm-hmm. but it's up to you to figure out is that something you want to build endurance for right what yeah. you can't do is you can't blanketly say like oh because they did it i have to do it right that's actually not rational thinking mm-hmm it's really not. And so part of it is like we have to be OK on like, you know, especially from a family standpoint, you know, um, where and, and, and I've also heard it from the standpoint of which can be very tricky is some people end up being with folks who their own family like love and come to adore oh, yeah. and appreciate. Yeah. And so the, and so there's that pressure right. where it's like, well, we really like so and so or we, we, actually, get we along. actually like them better than you. Yeah. <laughs> we you know, don't, don't want to lose them because you want to lose them. Yeah. yeah. And so like and people I've had people come in session talking about that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, people need to to understand, like, what are you modeling from that? Like, yeah. you'd have to you'd have to objectively highlight what are you modeling from that? Right. Knowing that those two people aren't you and your partner. Yeah. And so that's where I, I push back a lot in those kind of situations. This is the thing for me. How about let's start here. Why don't you question what it means to make it work? Give me a definition yeah. of what it really means to make it work. Because you can sit up here and say, yeah, you know, we made it work. What does that mean for you, though? Because your relationship doesn't look like the kind of relationship I want to have. Yeah, you guys are together. Yeah, you put in the time. But I don't want a relationship to look like that. Yeah, what's the goal? You know? And you yeah. have a lot of people who who base their decisions around that that time. I've seen, you know, I want what my grandparents had. They stayed together for 70 years. Yeah, but they were miserable for 68 of them, you know, yeah, and so I that's mean, that's what you want. You seriously. want to, you want to, again, that endurance. You want to, the the image of being together without the quality of being together. You know, that that's that can't be your main focus. So get to the the crux of what it means to make it work. To me, make it work means 
I want to be with somebody who I enjoy and we enjoy life together. We have great intimacy in all the different areas. We meet each other's needs. We work together to make sure that we meet each other's needs. But a lot of people aren't seeing that. They just see the time. They put the time in. No, it can't be that. You know, and that's another thing. I know we're going to run out of time. We're probably going to have to get back into this again. But that's Mm -hmm. another thing, too. People think about the time. You know, we have this history. We've been together for so long. Yeah. No. So, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to break up. You know, we've we've been together 10 years. 10 years isn't very long. We've been together 20 years. 20 years really really isn't that long. We think about being alive for another 30, 40 years. Um, You know, so you think about those people who come in and say, you know, well, we've been together all this time. What does time really mean when it comes to being in a fruitful and healthy relationship? That's a good point. And I think you bring up a good point about the time because, you know, my wife and I are always joking about, uh, you know, the seriousness of like the sunk cost fallacy, you know, like Mm -hmm. people are like, yo, man, like, you know, I put in all this time. I might as well ride it out. And it's like, yeah, but how is that going to now shape the way that you feel, think and behave in this? If that is if that is your resolve to say like, well, I put in 35 years, we might as well. We might as well. yeah, we. I would be. I would be very concerned about how that's going to shape because, like, let's be honest, like the sunk cost fallacy is a phenomenon that, like, it should always be taken seriously mm-hmm. because that that's the calculation that we do as humans all the time. Right? How much time did I put in this? Right. And if I and and if in our minds we have passed a a a, a length of time. Um, this threshold regarding length of time, then we're more likely to stay, right. you know, but the problem is, as you and I know, they're not really staying for the right reasons. They're right. going off of this mathematical equation that says I put in a lot of time and money and, um, and, and, and it's hard for me to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the scary thing about it, not all, but I've seen some clients where it's like, bro, there's like no emotions anymore. They're none. literally just like, I'm just going to stay like none. that's scary right that's scary right but then you have the flip side too where you have people who have made such an emotional investment correct you know and so because they made such an investment of their own emotions and trying to work with the person that they don't want to give it up it's like i put all this into this i why would i invest all this emotional work into this person only to let them go and give somebody else what i've been asking for for years you know so i'm gonna stick it out hoping that they're going to give it to me Sometimes yeah. like I look at them like, you know, you know what, maybe they don't want to give it to you. And that's why you haven't received it. If they give it to somebody else, maybe that's who they <laughs> want to give it to you. Maybe you're not the person they want to give it to. That's a good point. I you totally know? agree with that, man. Like that's and 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 that's and, and I'll be honest, like that's actually one of the hard truths when we mm-hmm. do meet clients who are stuck there. It's kind of like because when you brought it up, I'm thinking like those same people who are like who have who have invested so much emotionally and still doing it the scary part about that is like then all they keep doing is like it's like being on that hamster wheel like it's it's you're gonna always keep trying to keep this going and to your point most of the time the other person is just like yeah yeah i'm not i'm not invested you may be making this emotional investment but guess what i'm not invested and both of you have to do that 
Yeah, you both. And and it's really scary because look, not every it's not good to show up like Marshawn Lynch did a couple of years ago where he's like, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Right. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> right. Because because right. so many people can relate to that in so many scenarios. Yeah. It's like and 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 to me, and and my wife is always like joking about that because it 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 went viral because it that appeals to a lot of us in oh, so many yeah. different ways, which is I'm here so that I don't get fined. Right. Meaning I'm not excited to be here. I didn't say I'm happy to be here. I, it's It wasn't even my own motivation to be here. Right. But I'm here so that way there's no negative consequences. consequences. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. It's those, yeah. it's those consequences people are trying to avoid. You know, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna show it for you. I'm going to go to your work function. Not because yeah. I want to be there. Yeah. Not because I really want to support you, but because I, just, I don't want to hear your mouth about it later on. That's what I was about to say. I don't want to hear any damn nagging or complaining. Right, right. How you? How I never support you. Well, I'm here. I'm supporting you, aren't I? I'm here. But is that really support? No, it's not. Correct. You know. Correct. Correct. So, you know? man, there's so much more we can get into, and we probably will. We'll probably have to do a part two. I think you probably know, do a part two. two. But yeah. you know, I don't want to leave people with without any ideas. Okay, well, these motivating factors aren't worthwhile. What are some worthwhile motivating factors? So, Doctor John, what would you say is a a motivating factor that says, okay, well, this does give you the possibility of having a better relationship. Um, I think both people being committed, like explicitly mm-hmm. committed, right. right? If committed and, to and, what and, though? And, committed to what? Committed to the relationship and being connected and actually putting in the work. There you go. And 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 what I mean by that is like, so those are the couples where they don't know how to get things back on track mm-hmm. they want to the want and desire is actually right there for both of them right they just don't know how right and and i and i usually can sense that in the consultation sessions pretty quickly where it's like okay they they both they both really want to be together they're motivated by like love and like other things but more importantly they really have found their life partner Mm -hmm. they just they just don't know how to go about it or they're going about it in a really bad way and they need help those are okay for me i really like those couples because at least they give me something to work with yeah they're like i'm here i'm gonna commit i love this person i've just been going about it in the wrong way or we don't really know what we're doing so we need help that's different Mm -hmm. that's different um and i'll be honest like um before i pass it over to you i think it's always a sign of hope when both parties are their only motivation is for the relationship. Right. It's I want to be with this person. I can't see myself with with anybody else. Not not the kids, not assets, not none of that. But when I hear I do love this person and this you know, is my this hiccups, is my person. This is my person. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one really great sign. It right. really is. Because then that the space in in therapy is all about that yeah it's about you two we don't and i'm not saying we don't worry about like assets and kids because kids come under the co-parenting subsystem but at least we're focused right you know that's something we can provide you with some tools we can give you some tools to actually get there as long as you both are committed to being here yeah and making things look good right yeah yeah so so i need joint commitment yeah yeah and i think you know what you're saying kind of speaks to, to to what i'm feeling about it too I think the main motivating factor for a healthy relationship to succeed out of this conflict that you're having is hope. 
No, having hope. And not hope that the other person is going to change. Not having hope that they're going to do better. But having hope that you both are going to put in the effort to make this a better relationship. You know, without that sense of hope, what do you actually have? You know, what, you, what you're going to be stuck with is all these other reasons that we're giving you. All these other motivating factors that we're talking about that don't really stand up to the the health test. They may stand up to the endurance test, Correct. but they don't That's stand up point. to the healthy, um, you know, uh, the way that you want to feel in your relationship. You know, that's what you're hoping for. I want to feel good. I want to enjoy this. You know, I want to be satisfied in my relationship. And you can't find that with those other excuses. Hope is right. the one that's way that you can get there. I hope that we are going to work. I have hope. I have faith that we are going to work together to make things better, not just sustain, not just put in the time, not just do time together. Cause you have a lot of clients who are doing time, yeah, yeah. but we want things to actually feel good. And I have the faith that we are both are going to work on that to make that happen. When you come into my office with that kind of attitude, I yeah. can work with you. You're giving 100%. me something to work with. hundred percent. But if you give me all those other ones, like, yeah, I get it. You know, that kind of makes sense in, in a certain way, but that's not going to be enough. Oh, we love each other. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Right. That's, that's a good start. But that's not enough. Right. No, love doesn't actually, love doesn't tell you how much work you're going to put in. That's what I was about to say. Like, you know, you got to think about the work. You got to yeah. think about the effort. That's do what you want this? Right. Yeah. Know, do you want this? Right. Like, desire. That's what's going to fuel your ability to put in the effort. Right. Yeah, that desire. Right. Desire for it. This is what we want. Right. 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 But, right. but again, what is it that we want? What are we working towards? Right. A healthy relationship, a fulfilling relationship. Not just a and and and, and, and a romantic relationship. Romantic. Like we're not here to be friends. Friends, right? Like, right, let's be right. Exactly. Like, don't, exactly. Don't play that game. Right. And we're not we're not just aiming for longevity. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we want to we want to feel something. I want to feel that right. passion. I want right. to feel that romance. Good example. You know? That's why I said romantic. Like, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Nah, nah, we definitely need a part two. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, Doctor John. Hit him with your noble truth for this this episode of you know poking holes in those motivations. Yeah, no, I mean, we listed a couple, right? We mentioned kids, we mentioned religion, we talked about social pressures. One of the noble truths that um, I think is important for people is just find time for yourself if you're in a relationship and think about what is motivating you to stay. Right. I'd make, you know, I, I, you know, make a list, think through, you know, and, and, and do it for yourself first and see if you can have a, a healthy conversation, you know, with your partner and, and even, and even ask them to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's scary, but at the same time, it's going to be very helpful to see what do we have in common? Where is their disconnect? Right. And, and to make a plan around the disconnects. Remember, like Brother Rick said, it's about hope. Yeah. So don't, look at don't look at the disconnects and freak out but just say like okay you know what we're shaking on this we're not on the same page on this so to the effort part what can we do yeah. what do we need to do right what do you need for me this is what i need right right so i think that's one prominent noble truth that sticks out to me um based on our conversation today yeah yeah, yeah. i would say my noble truth is exactly that that hope focus on our hope focus on the yeah. faith that yeah. you guys can work things out that you and, and again not just work things out because this isn't right. just about making it work. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's not about the longevity and just putting the time. No. How are we going to feel better about right. each other and about this space that we're trying to share? 
that I want to feel fulfilled. I want to have a fulfilling relationship. And the fact of the matter is, you are the person I want to have this fulfilling relationship with. Like Dr. John said, that sense of commitment to each other and to that person across from you. That's what's going to make it work. That's the only motivation that's going to make it work. If you're focusing on all these other areas that we talked about and more to come, because we have to yeah. we have to talk about some other ones. Yeah. But if those are the only things that you're focused on, you're gonna struggle. Yeah. You're gonna feel like you're just doing time. We are just yeah. doing time. Why? Yeah. For the sake of the kids. Because our religion says so. Because our family expects that. Because our community expects that. That's not gonna be enough. That's just not gonna be enough to do it. And so you know what? We're not gonna allow you to do it. We're not gonna allow yeah. you to do it. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna give you some better reasons and we're gonna work with you to actually be in a better position. You well know, said. So well said, yeah. I All right. That. So well, Dr. John, we gotta go. You gotta go. Hit the people with your information, give them your information, your mathematics, so people know how to get in contact with you and where they can find you. Definitely. Uh we'll always come in uh uh, traffic our website you know kingsofheart.com we're always doing great stuff um we have a very interesting um rest of the year ahead so mm-hmm. follow us on there right we're on all different kind of uh media platforms where you can hear our podcasts um for me you can you know um, check out the relationship counseling center of maryland all right rccmaryland.com uh, maryland spelled out you can um, also find me at all the great work I'm doing at the Beer Institute of Justice, doing a lot of great work around that, criminal legal reform. Um, and definitely, you know, check me out on social media, Dr. John Hart. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Brother Rick, what John about you? Hart. That's my man yeah, right man. there. I just like to hear that. That's my man, Dr. John Hart. Yeah, we do what we can do. Brother Brother Reek, where can we find you, bro? You can find me on the different social media platforms at Tyreek Omari Walton or Tyreek Omari. You can find me on different websites. Got a bunch of them, but I'll just give you a quick two. Yeah, of course you have kingsoftheheart.com, but you can go to my private therapy, my private practice uh, website, which is insightmft.com, or you can go to my media page, which is viewsandvibes.com. You can check me out there. You can find out about my, my old books, my old TV shows, all the work that Dr. John and I are doing, the information's out there. We, You want to talk about content creators. We have been creating content literally for decades now. All right, so the information's out there. Go find it. Pass on the information. If you feel like this is a valuable tool and resource for you, please feel free to pass on the Kings of the Heart podcast to your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers. Everybody needs to get up on this. Yeah. They need to get up on this. And we appreciate you spreading the word. So. Anyway, Dr. John, brother, good to see you, man. Love you, man. man. Same new, man. Love you too, bro. Another great topic. We got many more to come. So excited, my man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody, you guys take care. Enjoy take care. this weather. Peace. Peace. <laughs>